just because it's called fall doesn't mean you can't get back up. Every time you go down, you can rise and shine again. And as long as you're awake, why not treat yourself to some cereal? Welcome to the Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McRoy, and I am a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal purring cat in his lap. Ever. I have a purring cat in my lap right now. <laughs> That's nice, Dan. It's very calming. Nice. It's like having yeah. this podcast in my lap right now. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm feeling kind of stressed today, so I'm hoping that that I, you know, it's sort of like you smile and it makes you happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've I'm noticed that. that. Yeah, I'm hoping that, like, by just relaxing and doing this show that I can uncouple from some of my own stress in my own life. I, I want that for you as well. I'll try yeah. my best to make this a healing well, space. With Dan, you it's time for, time you. for you to deliver with the hottest, <laughs> sexiest. Um, I wanted to say, this isn't germane to anything, but I did want to mention... I finally got my hands on some Monster Mash. It being fall is an mm. appropriate dimension. And um, I think it was quite a roller coaster of eating it and thinking, well, that's disappointing. And then thinking, well, what did you want it to be? Right, <laughs> right. Each of these cereals, I mean, it tastes like they mix, mix some of them together. <laughs> it does. That's what it tastes like. Do you agree that it mostly sort of tastes like booberry, though? Yeah, definitely the berry is is prominent. I think it could stand for like a bit more chocolate. I think I could handle it. I know they were afraid to give me the chocolate uh, uh, <laughs> treasure chest. Well, that's what you got your uh, your pocket bag of chocolate chips for, right? Right. That exactly. all cereal enthusiasts have. <laughs> so I always keep it on hand. So we're gonna have news. We're gonna have reviews. Then we're gonna have some more uh, free form discussion of cereal. So we hope you'll. Sit back, relax, and just give yourself permission to just think about this. Just think about cereal. If you're um, going to sleep now, we wish you all the best. Hope you have a nice, uh, pleasant, pleasant dreams. Um, I know that having something like this to set your brain on, to focus on, can help uh, shut out you know, some of the wandering brain trying to sleep might want to do. So we hope that this is helpful for you. Um, Dan, news. What's going on with cereal these days, man? What's happening? So, pretty big news from the people who brought you chocolate checks and the people who brought you peanut butter checks comes a landmark innovation in cereal flavorology. This is new, brand new chocolate peanut butter checks from General Mills. And we first got the tip about this one from the cereal snob himself is a fellow cereal influencer uh, like myself and you and he noticed that available at Costco now I don't think they've been found anywhere else yet are these chocolate peanut butter checks and from the looks of them I was a little bit confused looking at the box at first because it says you know like most cereals at Costco it comes in a very big box and you get two bags inside mm-hmm. and I wasn't immediately clear whether this meant it was an actual pre-mixed cereal with you know chocolate peanut butter checks in one bag or if you were just getting one bag of each and sort of had to do the work yourself but um cereal snob did confirm to me after having eaten them that 
They are pre-mixed, and so this is rightfully a new cereal, further evidenced by the special edition label on the box. Um, but, you know, if you've had chocolate checks and or peanut butter checks before, you'll probably know what to expect here. I guess the interesting twist is that chocolate checks uh, uses a rice base for their checks, whereas peanut butter checks uses a corn base. So this is a nice, interesting multi-grain medley here. Uh, plus there's the fact that chocolate checks as a cereal comes with both the, the chocolate covered pieces as well as plain rice pieces. So with this chocolate peanut butter checks, you're actually getting three different types of checks in one cereal. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't beat that. I don't have much I mean, reason. I guess you could with four. That's true, that's true. We could have added a, a marshmallow checks or something like that. Yeah. Graham um, check? Oh, man. Graham checks, jelly checks. Um, <laughs> Concrete checks? Yeah, sure. Asphalt checks. <laughs> Balances and checks. Mm hmm. Uh, but, you know, I haven't had recent experience with chocolate checks specifically. It's been out for so long that. I haven't really tried it in a long time, but peanut butter mm -hmm. checks is relatively new, and it's a very, very strong contender for the the best checks title. So, I feel like checks may be one of the better like flavor carriers. Like that texture is just so unstoppable. Um, I feel like so many flavors you throw at it, and it, and it lands really nicely. Yeah, I think it gets overshadowed a lot by Cheerios, just because they tend to have a lot of the same flavors. Mm -hmm. So. But Cheerios is kind of an unstoppable oat-based juggernaut. So, I also feel like once you once they're milk absorbed, I feel like Chex is like such a slam dunk over Cheerios at that point. Like, there's really nothing better than a big mouthful of wet Chex. Mm -hmm. These little cereal prisons that hold the milk until they they burst inside your mouth. It's very very compelling geometry. <laughs> what else, Dan? Let's see, the, the next thing on our list here isn't actually a new cereal, but is a new cereal box toy. Uh, this seems okay. to be coming back in vogue lately, because we talked about the Kellogg's Bowl Buddies not too long ago. And these, this is a second wave of General Mills's Cereal Squad toys. You okay. might remember, I think it started... These were a pack-in, right? I mean, is it the same line? Yeah, so I think they started last year. I'm not 100% sure, but they're basically just tiny little action figures based on iconic General Mills cereal mascots. Uh, but now for the second wave, they're kicking it up an interesting notch by dressing these action figures for Halloween. So inside specially marked family-sized boxes of Big G cereals, you have a chance, a random chance to get either Sonny the Cuckoo dressed as a mummy uh, Lucky the Leprechaun, dressed as an astronaut. The Trix Rabbit, dressed as a superhero. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch Crazy Square. Um, I guess his technical name is Cinemoji, but I, I refuse to call him that. Um, yeah, the Cinnamon rough. Toast Crunch Crazy Square, dressed as a pumpkin. Uh, Buzz the Bee, dressed as a bat. And Chip the Wolf, dressed as a skeleton. And if this wasn't interesting enough, there is uh, a further, you know, random rarity prize draw element here where they're adding monster cereal squad toys as well with increasingly rare chances to pull them. So you could get a 1 in 10 very rare Count Chocula, a 1 in 25 super rare Boo Berry, or an unthinkable 1 in 50 
ultra rare Frankenberry toy. Whoa. Yeah. Um, you know, gamifying cereal in this way is very interesting. I can't see myself buying 50 plus boxes to find this Frankenberry, but I like the idea yeah. of, you know, kids in, you know, the recess yard showing off their ultra rare Frankenberry poles and having everyone be jealous. I would, um, I I love that this is the packet that we're going with. I, I I I would be happy with any sort of any time we can get some toys in the cereal, even if you know that it's not the distribution method. I just like that somewhere, some somehow that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot believe that this is a franchise. I'm sorry, I'm reading ahead, but I cannot believe that this is this is what the third right cereal in this in this franchise. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable that they're still making new Elf on the Shelf cereals. I have to wonder if this fiendish, frightening Elf character has, you know, gotten someone from Kellogg's into a blood contract that forces them to release a new Elf on the Shelf-based cereal every year. But we're coming in on the third consecutive year of a new Elf on the Shelf cereal. It started back in 2019, of course, with Elf on the Shelf sugar cookie cereal, which was... You know, just all right. It was just fine. Yeah, you tried that one, right? Which one? The Elf on the Shelf sugar cookie cereal. Yeah, sugar cookie. It was it was okay. Yeah, it really lived in the shadow of Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch because no one can really live up to that high standard, and the Elf on the Shelf version was just these sort of, you know, one note sweetness sugar stars and nothing nothing to write the North Pole about, um, and then. In 2020, we got Elf on the Shelf Vanilla Candy Cane Cookie Crunch Cereal, which the most yeah. memorable thing about it was that it had five consecutive C's in its name. <laughs> A record, I think, in the uh-huh. world. Never to be beaten. But as opposed to just being blandly boring like the sugar cookie, the Vanilla Candy Cane Cookie Crunch Cereal was bad, <laughs> at least yeah. in my opinion. There hasn't been a lot of mint cereals out there, but this one did it totally wrong. It was like... It just wasn't enough. It was, if, my, if memory serves, it was like a very faint wisp of mint. Yeah, it's kind of like peeling a Lifesaver mint off someone's dirty snow boot or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's just uh, bad memories. And for some reason, after these this lack of success, they're deciding to keep going with New for 2021 is Elf on the Shelf Hot Cocoa Cereal. Yeah. And, you know, it looks also very predictable. It's got chocolatey stars with these marbits, which is really sort of a death knell for the cereal already because the worst thing about the Elf on the Shelf cereals have to be the marbits. Yeah. Do you remember these things? They're so tiny. Well, they're like, you know what? I mean, it's funny because this is the one application where it's pretty on brand because they are exactly like the tiny uh, marshmallows that you have in a packet of uh, instant hot cocoa. Like that that style of marshmallow. It's like a, a big old nothing burger. It's, it's, it's pretty pointless. That's true. At least in a real hot cocoa cup of hot cocoa, <laughs> the, yeah. the marshmallows would melt. Whereas these little things are so dense... They're like perfectly pill-sized to wedge in between your molars, and it's just a bad time for all. And this is considering that 
these probably won't even be as good as the hot cocoa cocoa puffs which did a kind of similar concept of just mixing chocolate pieces with marshmallows and it didn't really work out well there so i can't imagine this one being particularly great either i'm i'm sorry i just can't get on board with i mean it's a cold cereal you can't call it hot cocoa i get furious when people say frozen hot cocoa <laughs> it's ridiculous and this is the same thing. It's not hot. That's it's like half the half the bit is that it's hot. It's just it's simply not hot. Hot cocoa, cocoa puffs, Trader Joe's hot cocoa cereal, and now this. It's just it's simply not hot. Mm-hmm. Hot trash, maybe hot, <laughs> hot dumpster fire, cocoa cereal. It's maybe it'll be great. Maybe they'll tap into something. That's deep true. And primal. That's true. Some deep rich chocolate flavor that's never some been. secret elven magic. Okay. Stranger Things fact. Dan, you got your hands on some, uh, and presumably your mouth, on some Fruit Loops gummies, I hear. So yes, I did get my hands on these new Fruit Loops gummies, finally. Uh, these yeah. are a new release by Gallery Candy, who, as we mentioned previously, are really going in on the Fruit Loops license with making all these crazy sweet spin-off confections and whatnot. Uh, and I was pretty excited for these Fruit Loops gummies just because I am a gummy candy fan at heart. Uh, I love me some blue sharks, some gummy octopi, uh, the three-foot-long gummy snakes even, you know, suit my fancies. But when I found these Fruit Loops gummies, they do apparently come in big bags of, like, 50-plus gummies or whatever. But wow. The only way I could find them was in these trick-or-treat packs, which mm. gives you 16 smaller pouches, uh, obviously, meant to be handed out at parties, trick-or-treaters, or whatever, but we've talked about, like, wasteful <laughs> cereal packaging before, <laughs> but these yeah. take the frosted fruit gummy cake. In one pouch of these, you get exactly four Fruit Loops gummies. In every oh single pouch, God, really? four gummies. That's not even that's not even a whole mouthful for someone of an adult stature. I hate to say this, but that's a trick. That is it's a not trick. a treat. Decidedly a trick, the opposite of fun-sized. It's just really sad, especially because these gummies are pretty good, at least in my opinion. They do taste a lot like Fruit Loop cereal. Very great. Um, all the colors taste the same. Not going to complain about that. And there is this, like, not quite sour gummy overbite to it. <laughs> not to be confused with a dental overbite. Um, but... There, there is like a puckering tartness to it that I really enjoyed as well. The only letdown being the aftertaste isn't ideal. There is a bit of like fruity chemicaliness in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ordinarily in cases like that, I would just mask that aftertaste by eating a whole bunch more of them. Unfortunately, mm, I don't classic. really have that choice when I there's only, only four. Yeah, there's only four and it would take me longer to, you know, open another pouch than it does to actually eat the whole thing. So if you can find these gummies in the bigger sort of party-sized big pouches, then I would say go for it. But don't waste your time. Don't waste your neighborhood kids' time <laughs> with these these tiny, dinky little you know, pouches of disappointment. I'm still a little bit bitter about it. Yeah, that's a heartbreaker. Um, what else, Dan? Anything else that you've you've uh, checked out this week? I finally managed to land a box of tropical mango pop tarts. 
Uh, as you recall, recently there was a trilogy of fruity pie-based Pop-Tarts that is banana cream pie Pop-Tarts, peach cobbler Pop-Tarts, as well as lemon cream pie Pop-Tarts. And advertised alongside those, but still sort of separately because it's not an outright pie flavor, were these tropical mango Pop-Tarts that were, at first, a lot harder to find. And I finally managed to track them down to, you know, because I'm a Pop-Tart completionist, as it were. And I tried them, and, you know, they face a lot of the same problems that the other fruity, uh, the, the other fruity pie Pop-Tarts did, in that there's just way too much of this one very specific fruit flavor to, like, really be engaging enough to eat a whole box's worth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found with when you're a Pop-Tart fan, you probably fall into one of three broad categories. You like the chocolate ones, like I do, chocolate fudge, chocolate chip, yep. chocolate chip cookie dough, all the great ones. Uh, you can be a fruity Pop-Tarts fan, obviously, or, you know, that one guy who only eats the brown sugar cinnamon, which is kind of in a category of its own. Um, so while I'm not the biggest fruity Pop-Tart fan overall, when I do eat them, it needs to be something that's a bit more, you know, generic and universally appealing, like the strawberries and the blueberries. When you got something like a sharp peach, or in this case, a very, um, you know, a, a strong pop of mango, then it's like a one pastry wonder to me where I've tasted all that I need out of it before I even get through one foil wrapped pouch and you know toasting freezing can't really get that edge off of these and they just they just weren't for me i guess um they kind of made me think of the heb mango flakes cereal where when you got the mix of the the toasted crust and the the super sweet mango filling it does kind of have a nice combo there but Again, it's for very niche tastes, and wherever you fall on the spectrum of Pop-Tarts fans, you can probably gauge whether this would be one for you. It's a a divisive tart. I'll tell you something that I tried. Please. Uh, And this is sort of like new. new. Uh, Fruity Pebbles Birthday Cake Candy Bar. Oh, I've been waiting to get that one in the mail. Yeah, this came from Frankfurt Candy, Mm -hmm. um, and it is... Uh, if you haven't had these, it's like Fruity Pebbles ensconced in sort of a, um, I mean, how, how would you, what, it, I don't even think, like white chocolate, would that be what you would call the I don't know the, if they can bar- legally I, call it I don't that. think it is. It's more like a hard frosting, sort <laughs> of. It's like, it's, I mean, it's sweet, right? It's a sweet, sweet treat. And it used to be balanced out by, um, milk. Regular pebbles that that already existed. You can already pick one of those up at your local you know, sheets or what have you. But now that that style is back with um, fruity pebbles of the birthday cake flavor. Which, if you didn't try it, it was already a um, a pretty light touch mm-hmm. on the flavor. Um, and this one hits hits really sweet. It's like a, a lot of vanilla, less of the sort of fruitiness of fruity pebbles, and more to sort of like overall vanilla frosting sweet um you know it, nuance left a little something to be desired but if you want something that's like really indulgent and decadent like you want to feel like whoa overwhelmed 
by by sweetness and the birthday cake flavor i think i think it's pretty darn good it is uh but it is not it is not nuanced say that. Mm-hmm. yeah it seems like birthday cake cereals in general tend to taste a lot like that mysterious enigmatic white enjoyment slime that they encase it in i, I don't know what to call it white pleasure uh white pleasure Yuck. paste whatever um so yeah just putting more of that cereal inside a bar of it does feel like it'd be a little redundant so i will say my disappointment with these and this is persistent and overall and i don't know how you solve it but i would love for it to have a little bit more of the texture uh mm. broken up like that really reads and so it's like if you're eating a crunch bar for example mm-hmm. or, or something like that like uh, it really reads the texture there and i, w- I wish it, it these were so chock full that you really got some aeration in there but of course that would be less uh pleasure pleasure goose so who knows? <laughs> it's definitely not pleasure we we can all agree that that one fell wrong um we asked you our beloved listeners if you were to pick a cereal tattoo what would you pick um you know what i meant to look and to see if i bet if you google image search cereal tattoo you'd get some real great uh responses but um well now i'm gonna look it up while we listen all right uh i will uh and i'll play these right now hello dan and justin this is eric from peaceful portland oregon calling in response to your query of which tattoo you would get cereal related if you had to and for my particular taste uh, i would get a tattoo of letters on my fingers and on my right hand it would be the word only and on my left hand it would be the word oats so that when you saw my fingers together with both hands it would say only oats which is my preferred cereal preference well off i go uh, hey, Dan and Justin. Uh, this is Nick from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, you brought up the idea of cereal-related tattoos. And the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Tony the Tiger Stripes across your arm. Uh, that, or you could go uh, cliche and have some kind of naval, uh, like a, a uh, pirate ship with a sea on the mast for Captain Crunch, or anchors uh, made out of spoons, uh, something like that. Yeah, thank you for all you do. I uh, look forward to more episodes in the future. How are we looking on the uh, serial tattoos, Dan? Uh, let's see. Well, first of all, when he said navel in that answer, I really thought he was going to go with, like, a Cheerios belly button tattoo. <laughs> navel. Um, yeah. There are some interesting ones out here. There's a, well, a full back tattoo of serial characters... A few different people got some monster cereal tattoos. That's pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. old-style Booberry would make for a pretty cool tattoo. Um, you got this trippy Trix Terrarium. It's very interesting. Oh, and somebody did get the Lucky Charms Marbits tattooed on their knuckles. That's for our creator. It's intense. Um, um, yeah. I, I, have a, uh, I have a suggestion. I have for one that I would love to have everyone weigh in on. 
if you could have a cereal inspired by where you live, what would it be? So if you're outside the U.S., you know, make it your home nation or heck, your hometown. I don't care. Inside the U.S., you know, state, city, whatever. Uh, but think about where you are from and let us know what the cereal based on your area would be. I have no idea what that would be for some of you, but I would love to 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 hear it. So so hit hit me up. Hit us up. Go to uh, bold.rest. There's a little button you can click there that says leave a message. Um, you can also uh, you can also if you want to uh, pledge to the show to help keep the doors open, you can do that too. Bold.rest and make us a make a donation there. Recurring donation of one five or ten bucks a month. We'd uh, we'd sure appreciate that. Now, Dan, I understand here that you have. Sorry, I'll just read serial quiz up showcase. Mm-hmm. So, this is kind of an unexpected one. I was I was dealt a blast from the past yesterday when I remembered something serial related that I did. Probably the oldest instance of serial dedication in my storied breakfast career. Wow. Uh, this happened seven years ago, so this is before I even had a serial blog at all. This is back when all I had was a Twitter account called Pictures of Serial, where I would merely post pictures of serial. And That's what I was going to guess, but I didn't want to be presumptuous. <laughs> um, so during this time, there was a popular mobile app called QuizUp, I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Yeah, I remember Quizzo. Yeah, I didn't realize until recently that it's actually been defunct for a while. So, Aww, yeah, back when it was during its heyday, they had sort of calls for submissions where you could author your own category of trivia questions for anyone who had the app to answer. And I, a, a young uh, breakfast protege with, you know, stars in my eyes, crunchy crunchy stars in my eyes um, <laughs> thought it'd be a great way to break into the cereal sphere by authoring my own breakfast cereal based category so I reached out to them and they wanted 300 questions about breakfast cereal oh in order God. to make a category and I was like okay I'll try and three months later I had all 300 written and oh my God, you know the cereal category became a thing and it I was love very that free popular. content you're making for people. Uh-huh. Yeah, so in order to find these questions again, I had to go back through like six different email accounts to find which one I used for this because there's no record of the app even existing anymore. There's no archive or anything. Um, but now that I have this sprawling spreadsheet in front of me, I thought uh, maybe I could test your serial knowledge based on what I knew seven years ago. Um, so some of these are easier than others, I will say, but... How about you pick a number, a random number, one through three hundred? Two hundred and twenty-seven. Two hundred and twenty-seven. Okay. Um. <laughs> what type of Neopet appeared most prominently on boxes to promote Neopet cereal? Was it a loop, a kachik, a poogle, or a kugra? Poogle. That's incorrect. It was a cougar. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, in my defense, I would have had literally no way out of Earth. <laughs> that one. Can I, can I pick another number? Yes, of course. 138. 138 is... Okay. 
Dino Pebbles differed from the standard Pebbles cereal in that it included what? Almonds, marshmallows, raisins, or caramel clusters? Say, okay, ask me one more time. Dino Pebbles differed from the standard Pebbles cereals in that it included what? Almonds, marshmallows, raisins, or caramel clusters? Caramel clusters? It is marshmallows. Marsh, see that? I thought that was weird, though, because there's been other Fruity Pebbles. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking since I'm thinking of cereals that existed post uh, 2014 or whatever. This That's was. true. I would have to audit these because some of them are definitely out of date. Um, but do you want to try a couple more? 85. 85. Oh, okay. 85. This is a fun one. Probably pretty easy, too. Uh, what color is Tony the Tiger's bandana? Green, orange, red, or blue? It's blue, right? No, it's red. Wow, I'm really Come bad at this. Come on, man. Okay. One or two more. Let's do it. Um, 203. 203. A new anthropomorphized waffle mascot named what was introduced for Waffle Crisp cereal? Is he named Waffle Kid? Waffle Lad, Waffle Boy, or Waffle Junior? I want it to be Waffle Boy. That is correct. It's Waffle yes. Boy. Amazing. Yes. All right, last one. Okay. Um, 105. Question 105 is... The cartoon spokesman of Ice Cream Cones cereal went by what name? Is it Ice Cream Harry? Ice Cream Jones, Ice Cream Jim, or Ice Cream Dan? A little self-insert there. Jo- it's Ice Cream Jones, That's right? correct. Ice Cream yeah. Jones. Very good. Do that one. Yeah. I'm very proud of this list now that I look at it. Like, how did I even do this back in the day? <laughs> I might have to clean up this list sometime and post it somewhere for people with modern at, enjoyment. Like, you should do one of those Facebook quizzes, but it's like... 300 <laughs> questions long which cereal are you you have to answer 300 questions exactly at the end everybody's fruit loops <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast we very much appreciate you being here we already mentioned our website address bowl.rest you can go there to donate to the show half of that goes to keep net going half goes to a local shelter for people in my area who are experiencing homelessness so um, if you could do that it would sure just be the best uh, we'd like to thank Chris Zabriskie for our opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow, Bria Davis for our podcast branding, as well as Samuel Rardin for designing our empty bowl enamel pin. Absolutely. Um, and, and thanks again for listening. We hope you've had a, re- a relaxing, relaxing time. That is going to do it for us, though. So until next time, for Dan Bear, my name is Justin McElroy. And as always, don't forget, don't forget to, to drink, drink milk. milk. That was pretty close. It was good. I, I think there was a, a lag issue, but other than that, it was basically perfect. Hey, are you feeling better now since the start of the show? Yeah, exactly. I am, Dan. That's good. That's good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>